Hello and welcome to Sisters Who Stan, the podcast that takes a deep dive into the stories and shows that made us and explores the questions they've left us asking. I'm Emma. And I'm Bridie. Buckle in as we prepare to celebrate the weird and wonderful world of fandom. So here we are, episode one. Shall we introduce ourselves? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Hi, I'm Bridie. I'm a writer, producer and performer. And I used to have a shrine to Ron Weasley at the back of my wardrobe. (laughs) I'm Emma. I'm a comedy promoter and photographer. And I once queued six hours to audition for the role of Luna Lovegood. A crying shame you didn't get that. I know. How different our lives could have been. (laughs) So we've created this podcast because we wanted a place to celebrate all the things we love without reservation. Somewhere to let our fan flag fly and provide a touch of silliness and escapism during this surreal and dystopian time. Since lockdown, we found great comfort in revisiting some of our favourite stories. But we also found that we had questions, didn't we, Emma? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Questions like... Why do I fancy Carlo Ren? <laughs> Was Frodo the right man for the job? And should Ron have ended up with Hermione? Exactly. So this podcast seemed like a good excuse to investigate. Mm-hmm. A couple of disclaimers before we start. Yes, we do have very similar voices. Honestly, our mum can't really tell us apart on the phone. So good luck with that. Um, we're also recording during lockdown. So we're pretty vulnerable to the whims of our internet connections. But we'll do our very best. Yeah. And also the next hour will be filled with spoilers. So if you haven't seen the latest Star Wars films, I suggest you do so before listening. So we are exploring a very important topic today. Oh, Friday. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, if you came here looking for the answers to the big questions, you're in the right place. <laughs> so without further ado, we present to you, why is Kylo Ren so hot? I'll show you the dark side. Do you want to explain a little about why we're investigating this particular topic today? Well, I'd love to. (laughs) So, our own personal interest aside, just to give the listeners some recent statistics and context, the hashtag Kylo Ren has been viewed more than 649 million times on TikTok, with a particular resurgence since February when a fan fiction about the character started going viral. More on that later. But I think it would be fair for us to say something about this character is hitting different. I'm happy to admit I've never fancied a fictional character quite as much as this before. (laughs) No, I mean, a few have come close. Um, Possibly Aragon. He's Mm. a long-standing crush of mine. I was more of a Lego last girl myself. Oh, really? Mm. Nice hair. Um, And then there's Connell from Normal People, who I'm just pretty in love with at the moment. Uh, Though, to be honest, Kylo is still my fan favourite. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Who would you say was your first fictional crush? Mm, Probably Ron Weasley. Really? It was a bit later, though. Yeah, I guess I suppose there was Disney before that. I did quite fancy Aladdin. That's who I was going to say. Aladdin, definitely. Mm. And I was also into Spyro. (laughs) The the purple dragon. Very one. Right. What, What was it about him exactly? Well, he's very brave. Uh, I guess I had total control over him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I did sort of think there was something about Simba. Oh, yeah. Simba is great. And the foxy Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we've, uh, we've gone off piste. Yeah, this is very early to go off piece, isn't it? I'm not sure if that bodes well or not. I mean, I think it sort of sets the tone from which we will be operating quite nicely. <laughs> right. Well, for those of you who don't know Kylo Ren... I mean, I sort of question your motives for clicking onto the podcast. 
<laughs> I think if that's the case, they must be a friend of ours. So in which case, hello, friend, uh, you're about to fall in love with a fictional villain. Oh, but you will be thanking us by the end. Or potentially uh, disassociating from us. <laughs> well, so for those of you who don't know, Kylo Ren, a.k.a. Ben Solo, is a character in the most recent Star Wars films. He's the son of Han Solo and Princess Leia. And he's a Force-sensitive Jedi who's turned to the dark side before redeeming himself in the last film. Kylo's played by Adam Driver, who's an American actor. He's an ex-Marine and Juilliard graduate. He's been described by Martin Scorsese as one of the best, if not the best, actors of his generation. Driver's been nominated for two Academy Awards, one Tony and three Emmys. Last year, Kylo Ren was voted seventh greatest movie villain of all time by the readers of Empire. Who was number one? It was actually Darth Vader. Really? I mean, I don't know if I put him at number one, but I guess he is the original bad boy of the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought the Joker should have been number one, but he was yeah. second place. Yes. Now, I've been consuming a lot of Kylo Ren content in preparation today, you know, just to see if we can get to the core of why this character is so sexy. For research purposes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this inevitably led to me binging almost everything Adam Driver has ever been in. If I'm honest, I've been consuming so much content, I've dreamt about him two nights running. Oh my God, I am so jealous. I never dream of what I want to dream about. If I'd just like to have the image of Adam Driver burn into the back of my retinas, please. <laughs> so what have you been watching? Uh, well, mostly Star Wars, obviously. Although I did watch Marriage Story, uh, What If, clips from Girls, um, and also a short film called The Basement uh, that's got him and his wife, Joanne Tucker, in. I think there's always something kind of enjoyable about watching very successful actors and low-budget student productions. Mm. Kind of reminds you we all have to start somewhere. Yeah, totally. I love that. And do you know he was actually rejected from drama school after his first audition? Oh, no way. I know. I read that before he joined the Marines and he was trying to be an actor and he, he moved out of his hometown and he did this big goodbye forever, I'm moving to Hollywood party. He like packed all of his possessions away and said goodbye to everyone he knew. And then his car broke down. And he ran out of money fixing it and he had to come home a week later. <laughs> oh man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, but I love him more for it because it's just so relatable. It's not that I've tried to move to Hollywood, obviously, but like, you know, coming home with your tail between your legs, it just happens to everyone. Mm, yeah. I've also been loving his SNL skits. I mean, I've basically been watching anything I can get my hands on. Yeah. A lot of what I watch has been put in front of me by the algorithms of Instagram. Oh my God, yes. And TikTok, of course. Okay, so Emma's recently downloaded TikTok and I don't have it yet, which is a source of great contention between us. You don't have to upload anything. Mm -hmm. You can just watch videos. <laughs> uh, although I did lose two hours on it yesterday, so there's a danger of that. Mm. I am trying to monitor my screen time at the minute. Yeah. But, um, but like, honestly, the cosplay content alone is just worth having the app for. Um, in fact, hold on. I wanted to send you a video of my favorite cosplayer on there for this podcast. Um, right, bear with me. Uh, okay, so for the listeners, I'm just sending Bridie a video of a TikTok creator called Young Sil. He's an Adam Driver lookalike slash cosplayer, and I think he's quite a good one. Has that come through? Love that song. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God, that's deadly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he does look like him. That's just a sinkhole of my time right there. <laughs> I think he actually looks more like Adrian Brody. Mm, yeah, he gets Ross from Friends a bit too. Mm. But so one of the reasons I love this guy, he originally joined TikTok with the intention of sharing jokes about his IBS. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I think it was to kind of spread awareness around it. Um, but what I think I found so funny 
is that now his feed is basically Kylo Ren cosplay interlaced with like the occasional joke about bowel movements. (laughs) I mean, that is niche. But anyway, he's great. So listeners, if you're on TikTok, go and follow him. So I think to get to the bottom of why Kylo Ren is so hot, we need to take a look at his journey as a character. Because in the first film, I don't fancy him at all. Yeah, no, me either. So shall we begin with how Kylo's first introduced into the film? And then we can work our way through to the absolute babe who captured our hearts in the last film. Yeah, that seems like a good idea. So we first meet Kylo as he's striding down from his ship. And his first lines ever are a sassy, look how old you've become, to Law Santeca. Beautifully <laughs> delivered there, Emma. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I uh, have a BTEC in performing arts. <laughs> distinction. Never forget the, uh, never forget the BTEC. Okay. Double distinction, actually. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, before killing him, Law Santeca ki- kills him and then he kills an entire flock of villagers. <laughs> and uh, I know what you might be thinking, not a nice guy. And you'd be right. Yeah, I think throughout the first film, Kylo is overall a bit of a dick. Would you agree? Yeah, I'd agree with that. He'd be a terrible boyfriend at this stage. Oh my God, he would be the worst. Like, mm. very emotionally unavailable. <laughs> um, <laughs> and can you, like, can you imagine trying to take him on holiday? My God, or is your plus one at a wedding? Like, you cannot <laughs> trust him to make small talk with other guests. <laughs> yeah, he'd be a nightmare. And your friends would try and tell you he's a bit of a dick, but you wouldn't listen. You'd just be like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know what? He's actually just very into his career right now. He's very (laughs) ambitious. Which he is. Oh, he is. He's climbing that corporate ladder at the first order. (laughs) I mean, who would be the best boyfriend? In Star Wars terms. Yeah. Hard to say. Uh, I mean, not Han. No. Possibly Finn, although he's a little bit hung up on Rey. So I'm going to say Obi-Wan. I think any of the above would be better than Kylo. You know, in the first film, I think he's mostly a really petulant brat. Mm. Well, I think there was a lot of backlash because fans said he was more of like a whingy crybaby. But um, JJ, first name terms, of course. (laughs) We're not, he has no idea who I am. Uh, But JJ said that he wanted us to meet Kylo when he was sort of in the process of becoming a villain. So Mm. one that hadn't learned how to find Gina's emotions yet. So I think that really comes through. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've always thought it's interesting how when Finn chooses, who's a stormtrooper at the time, he chooses not to kill those villagers. And Kylo senses that in him, but he doesn't do anything. I was reading an article and they were saying like the old Vader would just immediately kill him, but Kylo doesn't. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think Kylo is just generally more multidimensional than Vader, which makes him more interesting to watch. Yeah, definitely. So I wanted to talk about the interrogation scene with him and Ray because it's the first time we see his face. And um, if I'm honest, it probably wasn't love at first sight for me. Mm. So when he first removed his helmet, I'm actually a little bit ashamed to say my initial reaction was, oh, I'm not sure that's how I would have like personally envisioned Han Solo and Princess Leia's son to look. Mm. Yeah, well, his features are like, he's got a very striking face. Mm. Yeah, I mean, beautiful. So the New York Times actually has referred to Adam as having a bit of a resting sphinx face. He himself has referred to his features as being outsized. Mm. It's interesting, in that scene, like, Ray calls him this creature hiding behind a mask. And then when he takes it off, he isn't a monster or anything at all. And he's just a young man who's been radicalised, which actually makes him kind of scarier. Yeah, that's exactly how Driver describes him. He says he saw Kylo as a sort of religious fanatic who sees his actions as morally justifiable. Mm. I think so in a way, his gorgeous face is kind of out of kilter with the character, which is, I think, why I found it initially a bit jarring. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. 
I mean, that whole scene between him and Ray is just incredible. And I think we mm. should just take a moment to acknowledge how bloody amazing Daisy Ridley is. Oh my God. I mean, she's incredible. I, mm. I feel like she's the opposite of Wooden. When you watch her, you feel like her emotions, she has them on tap, so easily available. Yeah, definitely. And there are just so many scenes where she she just kicks kicks ass <laughs> like I love that moment in the woods where she's using the force for the first time and the lightsaber flies to her yes I was like yes yeah so good it's weird in that scene when he, um Kylo starts trying to speak to her when they're fighting he's like you're really great but you need training you need a good teacher it's just not the moment you think someone's gonna kind of give you tips you know like you've got great skill but your technique is off <laughs> <laughs> I love what you're doing there's a lot to work with here yeah also, John Boyega is just gorgeous in that scene. Yeah, he's so wonderful. I think if there's one thing all the films need more of, it's John Boyega. Mm, agreed. I really wanted to know more about Finn's past as a stormtrooper. Like, I'd have liked to spend more time with that character. Funny you should say that. I mean, how much time would you have liked to spend with him? Would you have liked to have spent six months on a world cruise with him? <laughs> because uh, <laughs> I have a game that I'd quite like to play. Oh, okay. Oh, right. We're going we're gonna to segue into the game now. I think so. <laughs> I think oh. that was a smooth segue. Yeah, that was smooth. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. I'd like to spend six months on a cruise with John Boyega. Well, hang Finn. on. See, see what the other, see what you've got as the other options oh, as well. Oh, so, not an option? Okay. Yeah. No, no, he will be. He will be. Um, okay. So the game that I wanted to play is a game that they play in Gavin and Stacey, um, but I think it's pretty universal as well. Uh, and it's a game called... I don't think uh, Stacey invented it. No, but they play it. That's where I first saw it. Yeah. And they play it and it's called Shag Mary Cruise. So obviously the first two uh, speak for themselves. And then the last one is you spend six months or a year on a cruise ship with this person. You don't have to, you don't have to marry them or have sex with them or anything, but you, you know, you spend a lot of time with them. So that's something to consider. Mm -hmm. You're at sea with them. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Now the rules are in place and everyone understands this very complicated game. Yeah, in case no one <laughs> knew how to play Snog Marry Cruise. Now you do. Sorry, Snog's Marry Cruise? Shag Marry Cruise. Uh, so it's Shag Marry Cruise. We could play Snog Marry Cruise. That's nah, let's go for the X-rated version. Okay, buckle in. <laughs> Hold my drink. <laughs> um, okay, Shag Marry Cruise, Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. Finn, mm-hmm. Han Solo. Mm. Hmm. Or okay, yeah. Sorry, I'm going to suggest a different three. Oh, okay. I quite like that three. All right, gone. Okay, you can carry on with that three if you like. No, no, I want to hear the other one now. Well, my other three was going to be Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. Finn, mm-hmm. Ray, Ray. Mm. Okay. Uh. Ooh. Well, I'd probably go on a cruise with Ray six months uh i'd marry finn and shag kylo mm-hmm. is there shagging on the cruise is my question because if there is then maybe i'd go on the cruise with kylo um i think lino two red-blooded animals out out at sea together for six months <laughs> it's, it's not a platonic cruise then it depends like i think that it would be it's up to you like they, you can't you can't guarantee in that scenario that there might be chemistry. There might not. Right, right, right. So I don't know whether it'd be more painful to be mm. on a cruise with Kylo Ren when he doesn't fancy me. <laughs> I can't bear uh, that, that as a possibility. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, maybe I'm gonna stick with my original 
marry Finn, cruise with Daisy, Ray. I get very confused between character and actor <laughs> names. Okay, I'm going to marry Finn. I'm going to cruise with Daisy, Ray, Ray Daisy. Uh, and then I'll shag Kylo. That's my, that's my Excellent. answer. Excellent choices. What, what, what would you have said? I might marry Ray. Mm, yeah. She's intense, but she's so cool. And Yeah, she is cool. Uh, and I think a, a cruise with Finn would be really fun. Mm, yeah. Still landing on shagging Kylo. Kylo. But <laughs> if he was Ben Solo, I'd be marrying mm. him. Okay. If he was not his murderous other half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got one for you. Okay. Snog, Mario Cruz, um, Snoke, Palpatine, and Darth Vader. <laughs> mm. I mean, that's one. That's quite a lineup, isn't it? And we're not talking young Darth Vader. Oh no! Not Anakin. I thought I was going to get that sneaky <laughs> when he's got the little, the wee braid. <laughs> mm, yeah, no. Oh, okay, that's a shame. All right, well, that changes everything. I think just to get it totally out of the way, I have no mm. time for Snoke. Right. I mean, so probably have to shag Snoke, which is a really dreadful fate. Um, yeah. Uh, hmm. I quite, I can imagine Palpatine when he's not being a dick might be kind of fun on a cruise. I reckon he's probably got a real cheeky side. <laughs> like, I, I can see imagine- that. I can imagine, you know, I think maybe it's something about his robes. I'm kind of imagining like we're at a spa. And he's always mm-hmm. got a cocktail in hand. So maybe maybe that's what I'm imagining. Okay. Um, and then I'd yeah. marry Darth Vader, which would, do you know what? It would become really tiresome really quickly because of the helmet. Mm. Yeah. I don't think I could go like, yeah, sofa shopping with Darth Vader. No. I mean, he wouldn't be around very much, which might be all right in the marriage. Yeah. You, you'd probably, you'd, you could probably live quite comfortably and be left to your own devices during the day but yeah I guess that would uh, and maybe I'd marry or oh, maybe I'd marry Palpatine because I can imagine retiring with Palpatine like I could be in gardening a, together yeah I could be in a sexist marriage with Palpatine yeah I think with Kylo Ren obviously you wouldn't really want to be you know tied to the evil half of that character but if it was Ben Solo mm. I would marry Ben Solo Oh yeah, me too. I would marry Ben Solo, for sure. Definitely. So, with Ben Solo, do you think we actually see any of him in the first film? Or is it all Kylo? Well, yesterday I was re-watching that scene, the scene with him and Han Solo, and there's the moment where he says, it's too late. Yeah, that broke my heart a bit. And when he says, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Yeah. So were you surprised when he killed Han? I don't know. I think it's really hard to look back on knowing what happens. It's hard not to see Mm. it in the context of his kind of wider journey. I do think he's conflicted in that moment. So say 100% is Ben Solo and 0% is Kylo Ren. I think he's probably at like 10% in that moment. Like the thought of not doing it crosses his mind. You can see the idea flicker across his eyes, but I think he's just totally convinced it's too late. I don't know. What do you think? Mm, yeah, I felt like it was going to happen. But I think I went into the film feeling like it was Han Solo's time. Um, and I also just kind of couldn't imagine Harrison Ford coming back for another film. Although he does come back for that quick cameo uh, in the last one. Mm. I bet that was expensive. I think he was paid a percentage of the film. What, like a royalty? Yeah. Wow. I mean, he is worth it. Oh, God, yeah, definitely. 
But yeah, the death was still a bit of a shock. I know what some people must be thinking. How can you love the man who killed Han Solo? Which Mm. I think is a fair question. So I think just for clarity, I don't think my interest was sparked anywhere in the first film, but I know it's different for other fans. How did you feel? Yeah, I wasn't feeling Kylo Ren at all in the first film. And it's just such a tragic way for Han Solo to go. You kind of, you always expect him to make it out of bad situations okay. And you just hate Kylo so much for it. Mm. But there was something in the way that Han spoke to him. Like, I felt he must not be a total lost cause because why would Han Solo, you know, the Han Solo even bother trying to save him? Mm. Uh, But when it happened and he fell, it just, it felt like a nail in the coffin in terms of Kylo committing to the dark side which is interesting, actually, because it's kind of a totally different catalyst. Yeah, you sort of think it will solidify his evilness, but then in The Last Jedi, he's even more conflicted internally. Mm, Yeah, so actually, let's talk about The Last Jedi. Mm, The Last Jedi. (laughs) So this film received quite a bit of backlash, but I think that's probably a conversation for another day. Yeah, I actually always get confused because I kind of think The Last Jedi should have been the title of the third film. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. (laughs) And it's definitely the film where my kind of Kylo obsession started to really gain some ground. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. This was the film I definitely started to fancy him a bit. So in this film, he's all about having those force bond conversations with Rey. Which is hot. Mm. Their chemistry really ramps up in this one. Mm. I can't tell if there's like a will they, won't they vibe to Kylo and Rey. Oh my God. Well, I I mean, I think definitely. They're like the Ross and Rachel of the galaxy. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's not totally clear. Like maybe the writers weren't 100% sure if they would. Um, Mm. But I mean, you do definitely get vibes during the force bond. Mm. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Can we talk about the shirtless scene? (laughs) I mean, I think we have to. So my question to you, why is he topless? Let it be known (laughs) straight away. I'm not complaining. But... Look, was it necessary to the narrative? I think it's a fundamental part of the story. (laughs) Okay, so the sound supervisor on the film said Kylo was shirtless because they needed to establish what Ray was actually seeing during the Force Bond. Like, Mm. was she just hearing his voice or could she also see his face? So apparently that scene is to inform the audience, oh, like she can see his body. (laughs) I I mean, I feel like we could have established he had a body if he was wearing a top. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if this is true, but the tea is that apparently the shirtlessness was like a late addition to the film. Mm. Um, apparently the director thought it'd be a shame for the audience to not see Kylo without his costume because of how ripped Adam Driver had got whilst <laughs> going through all the training. <laughs> well, he was correct. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, something else occurred to me when I was rewatching that scene the other day. And it's like, I think it's how, as a woman, I feel like I'm so used to watching films through the male gaze. Mm. And that whole scene is kind of the opposite of that. Yeah. I mean, I think really what this scene shows is that Kylo basically fancies Ray. Mm. It's the classic answering the door in a towel kind of move. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, you seem to have uh, caught me at a bad time. Yeah. Oh gosh, Ray, I'm so sorry. I appear to be all topless and shiny and buff. (laughs) Is this a thirst trap, Kylo? Because it's working. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think this scene is maybe where Adam Driver fever really started to take off. Mm. Um, In fact, I found this excellent article that went out not long after the second film. um, And I've just been desperate to read you some of it. It's called 21 Things I Would Like to Do with Adam Driver. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay, so my personal favourite, build an Ikea bookshelf together. (laughs) (laughs) Peruse real estate listings. Oh my God. 
have him rock me in his gigantic arms like I'm a tiny, sexy baby. (laughs) This is incredible. This is like a bucket list. If these things were all I achieved in life, I'd die happy. (laughs) Do you um, you know what else Kylo was giving me that I hadn't noticed before? What's that? Snape vibes. Mm. I was watching the first Harry Potter film the other day and Snape is kind of hot. (laughs) What? (laughs) He's got the same kind of, you know, dark, brooding personality. He's evil but ultimately he's you know he's trying to be good he's like a double agent he's got the dark hair the long tight-fitted outfit no <laughs> not selling it to you i kind of see what you're saying it's got that kind of i don't know young snape energy yeah exactly i think i think my favorite part of the last jedi is when him and ray fight together for the first time oh yeah daisy ridley said that scene took about three days to film oh my god um yeah and there was this particularly tricky shot that took her and adam 25 takes and uh oh, you're like this she said that when they finally got it right they high-fived and he picked her up and carried her around in a fireman's <laughs> hold ah delicious <laughs> i know <laughs> i think after they killed snoke i was genuinely surprised that he doesn't go and then save the fleet with ray yeah i know what you mean Although he does basically ask her to rule the galaxy with him. I mean, it would be a yes from me. Oh, a firm yes. Yes, please. (laughs) What do you think Kylo's star sign would be? I'm glad you asked, because it's been on my mind. (laughs) Listeners, we weren't lying when we said the big questions would be asked here. I mean, I know it's tricky because they're they're in a different galaxy and it's probably got its own complex system of star signs. But if you just had to Mm. hazard a guess. Okay, well... I'm leaning towards Gemini, like me, because we are the sign of the twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. would make sense, the split personality. Yeah, but he is very intense. So I think probably more like a Scorpio, like maybe Scorpio with Gemini rising. Mm. Well, there's quite a few conflicting opinions online. Oh, well, I'm glad we're not the only ones using our free time to think about this. <laughs> there was a Vice article that was all about which character you are depending on your star sign. Mm. And that thinks that Kylo is a Cancerian because he's moody and broody and he has a strong link to family heritage. Mm, yeah, I, there's no way a Cancerian would kill their father. <laughs> but a Scorpio would. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so according to the article, what character are you? Uh, I'm an Aries like Finn. Nice. Mm. And what's Gemini? <laughs> You're a BB-8. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's move on. We were just getting to the last film, weren't we? Yes, The Rise of Skywalker. Which is really where Ben Solo comes into his own. Oh yeah, I mean, the hotness peaks. I think this was definitely the film where I walked out of the cinema feeling a little differently. (laughs) Yeah, we saw it together, didn't we? (laughs) Yeah. I think our first words to each other were something along the lines of, Jesus Christ, that was hot. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Kylo kind of spends the majority of that film chasing after Rey and still trying to prove how evil he is. Um, Mm. And then there's the scene at sea. Oh my God, on the ruins of the Death Star. Yeah, that whole fight sequence is so amazing. And it's kind Mm. of like Leia, Rey and Han do a pincer move on Kylo. should just get him back on side once and for all. Yeah, that's exactly it, a pincer movement. When Rey heals him, it's almost like it's the first time he's experienced that kind of kindness. Uh, which does make you question Han and Leia's parenting skills a bit. <laughs> and there's the scene where he sees his dad again, which is so moving. I was listening to an interview with Adam Driver and he was saying how he thought it was really clever, the way that they mirror the words that he said when he killed him in the kind of first film mm. of that trilogy and when he becomes Ben Solo again. And it's kind of, it's a bit like he's been playing that moment over in his head. And Driver spoke about it being kind of ambiguous, but also totally clear. 
Yeah, I think they mirror phrases a few times in the film. Um, what you said earlier about Kylo telling Ray she needed a teacher, like Luke then repeats that to her in the second film. Yeah. Yeah, someone showed me something. Well, <laughs> I say someone, I mean I saw it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so Instagram showed me. I showed me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was a picture of when Kylo's running and he shoots, well, I think it's one of the Knights of Ren or someone, he shoots someone behind him, but not looking. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's mm. something that Han does as well to a stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that was the case with the shrug as well. Ugh, the shrug. Well, we'll mm. come to that shortly. Yeah, it needs its own moment, really. But I think it's the last 15 minutes of that film which has inspired most of the fan-made content I've seen online. Yeah, definitely. So just for the benefit of the listeners, we've jumped around a little bit, but the scene we're going to talk about now is right towards the end of the last film. And Ben has denounced the dark side and he goes to help Ray defeat Palpatine. And he's had a bit of a glow up, hasn't he? Oh, yes. The mask's gone. And actually, so is his lightsaber, which does put him in a bit of a quandary. Yeah. I mean, I think that's my favourite moment of the whole film. When Ray sends him the lightsaber, presumably mm. using the Force. Yeah. I, well, when in doubt, it's probably the Force, right? <laughs> Gotta be. <laughs> and after he receives the saber from Ray, he does this kind of nonchalant victory shrug. Uh, and mm. it's just, it's hard to explain why it's so monumental, but it just is. I mean, it's, it's basically the fittest thing I've seen in cinema. Mm. It actually went down so well, it sparked a whole hashtag of its own called the Ben Solo Challenge. <laughs> so fans film themselves recreating that scene with different instruments in place of the lightsaber. That was amazing. I'd also just like to take a moment to mention the exhale. Mm, yeah. <laughs> They're all just super tiny touches that humanise him instantly in that scene. Yeah. I was a bit disappointed that we then didn't get much of him and Ray actually fighting side by side. After his mm. excellent fight with the Knights of Ren, Palpatine just kind of smashes right through them. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely don't get Ben Solo for long enough. Taken before his time. And the kiss was, you know, I mean, that was perfect. Yeah. Although apparently not romantic, according to the novelization. <laughs> what? I mean, I it's not very often I kiss someone on the lips and it's not romantic. I know, I agree. And that little smile before he goes, oh, oh. killed me. Yeah, well, I think we just have to pretend that didn't happen. I'm just going to make up my own ending. I think quite a few fans are rightfully devastated about Ben not getting to live, like myself included. I'm still not entirely sure why they felt he needed to be killed off. Mm. I mean, maybe they thought it'd be hard to imagine a positive future for them. Yeah. I mean, he would be spending the rest of his life in jail for his war crimes. <laughs> yeah, quite rightly. Um, so considering everything we know about him, why do you think we find him so attractive? Well... I think it's down to a few things, and obviously it's different for everyone, but I read this great article from Bustle that kind of summarised it quite well for me. Um, so one of the reasons Kylo is so attractive is that he's an ultimate fixer-upper. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I mean, mm. that's so true. It's mm. very worrying that I do find him so attractive. I know. I have to say, I thought more highly of myself. <laughs> I just wanted to read a couple of bits from the article in particular to you. <clears throat> Drink it in, folks. Tall, dark and glaring, Kylo's got all the hallmarks of your best, worst crush. He's conflicted, he's scared. That connection with Ray, could anything be sexier? <laughs> Kylo Ren is a walking dare. You think your love will save him, or Ray's will, or Leia's. Someone's, anyone's. The hope that he's not all bad, just drawn that way, stokes the fire of attraction. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he definitely feeds into kind of that torn up bad boy gone good complex which is gross mm. and also hugely appealing <laughs> i know can i still call myself a feminist and find him attractive oh yeah yeah i reckon so <laughs> 
so where did this bad boy gone good thing come from? Because mm. I was rewatching some clips from Stranger Things the other day and it suddenly occurred to me, I was like, oh my God, that's Billy as well. Like that's yeah. his character arc, you know, bad boy gone, yeah, I mean, goes good in the end, but yeah. Yeah, that's a really good example. He's, I mean, and he's horrible. He's a horrible mm-hmm. character, but he is also like really hot, I think. <laughs> I've always I, Steve was always my kind of guy you know I oh think. yeah oh Steve's much more attractive like definitely would rather be going out with Steve love Steve but I do think I'd probably be one of the women hanging around the pool waiting for yeah. Billy to start his shift <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know what? even Steve had a bit of that bad boy thing going on in the first series yeah he's, he's a, bit, a bit, of a, bit of a dick he's, yeah mm, interesting yeah. I think I do I think it's an idea that's been around for ages and it kind mm. of like paints men as these deeply complex individuals who are you know grappling with something that makes them behave badly and sort of you know almost excuses them for it right yeah and I think it implies that you know women should do the work to crack through the shell and save them and then you know and then they'll be rewarded which is obviously you know ridiculous and not their job Mm. at all yeah do you know I hadn't really thought about it like that before but I suppose the whole like I can fix him school of thought Mm. I think when I think back to my early dating history that's probably something I was guilty of yeah um but it's like so if you do the work and crack through the shell of Kylo you'd be rewarded with Ben yeah exactly (laughs) well I do like a challenge yeah (laughs) but what I love (laughs) is that you know that's not really Ray's journey it is part of Mm. it but you know that deep down if it came to it she'd just kill him in a heartbeat if it meant saving the resistance yeah and I suppose the thing for me personally is that whilst I do fancy Kylo when he's being you know quote-unquote a bad guy my whole love for him sort of hinges on that scene where he goes to save Ray. he's more of a kind of an anti-hero than a just out and out bad guy it's the kind of potential good in him that's the most attractive you know thing so nice guys do finish first (laughs) yeah I mean well he does die so oh yeah <laughs> I guess technically he does finish God. I mean obviously this isn't the only reason Kylo Ren is um hot and lots of people will be attracted to him for lots of different reasons yeah and it, I just I think it's the conflicted characters who always stick with us the most and feel the most interesting and real because you know we as people are really conflicted mm-hmm. and like I like to believe that if I lived in the Star Wars universe I'd be this really wonderful Jedi who you know everyone would love but I'm sure that in certain, you know, if certain things had happened to me or if people had treated me in certain ways, you know, the dark side would be really appealing. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially if he was leading it. (laughs) Oh, yes. Sign me up, please. (laughs) So I think we're kind of coming to an end, but we simply couldn't record an episode about Kylo Ren without mentioning Fix Your Attitude, the fanfic that's blown up the internet and gone viral. It's had nearly 2 million reads on Wattpad. Um, Bridie, you still haven't read it, have you? No, I haven't. Okay, well, it's it's good. It's it's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> I was going to read you some on here, but I actually don't want to spoil any of it for you. Um, and also, it's a bit too X-rated to read on here. Uh, <laughs> all I'll say is that it involves inappropriate use of both the Force and lightsabers. Oh, my God. Okay, mm-hmm. well, that's something to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Mum and Dad, if you're listening. <laughs> As you can imagine, the author, Anna, she's received quite a bit of backlash for it online. You know, people calling it overhyped or cringeworthy. I mean, I think this is kind of a typical judgmental reaction when it comes to fan fiction. Yeah, it seems to be something that makes a lot of people really uncomfortable. 
Mm, yeah. I read an article on Vox that summed up how I felt about it pretty well. It said, young women are so attacked for loving the media that they love that it's a radical act for a young woman to love something unashamedly. And transformative fandom is the most radical act of all because it reverses that lady thing to respectable thing process. It takes a piece of media that may not have been designed for a young woman and makes it for them. Mm, yeah, that's so true. I think that's one of the great things about fan fiction is it kind of gives the opportunity for people to write themselves into the story um, for mm. people who might not feel represented in it and kind of democratizes it. And obviously they yeah. shouldn't have to do that. Like, you know, you should see yourself um, in those kinds mm. of stories. You know, you mentioned earlier the male gaze and so much of what we consume is filmed from a kind of, you know, cis white male point of view. Exactly. Uh, this is probably TMI, but reading Fix Your Attitude was far more satisfying than any other content I've encountered of that nature online. Oh, oh well, that's good to know, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to end our first episode with a quote from Adam Driver himself. When we read it, it kind of summed up the reason that stories mean so much to us. Um, I'm not going to attempt to do an Adam voice for this one because it's <laughs> literally impossible. Uh, so you're going to have to use your imagination here. Here's the thing, he says. Life's shitty and we're all going to die. You have friends and they die. You have a disease. Someone you care about has a disease. Wall Street is scamming everyone. The poor get poorer. The rich get richer. That's what we're surrounded by all the time. We don't understand why we're here. No one's giving us an answer. Religion is vague and your parents can't help because they're just people. And it's all terrible. And there's no meaning to anything. What a terrible thing to process every day. <laughs> and then you go to sleep. But then sometimes, he says, leaning forward, things can suspend themselves for like a minute. And then every once in a while, there's something where you find a connection. So on that note, we hope we've managed to suspend your day for a few moments. Yep. And we'd love to connect with fellow fans. So please feel free to follow us on our socials and we'll leave links to these and all the media that we've referenced in this episode in the show notes below. Also, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to validate us by rating and reviewing us in the charts. It will really help give us the push we need to keep this podcast going. Bye for now. And may the force be with you. <laughs> and also with you. <laughs>